You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Show. This is your host, Matt Breckwald. It is great to have you with us again today. Well, today we are talking about a great American brand. We're talking about DeWalt. And we're talking about safety and the way DeWalt and Stanley Black & Decker has kind of got out in front of an issue that they saw coming and how they have just a a fantastic job to make job sites more productive and more safe when it comes to silica dust. And this is something that has been coming for a few years and is becoming more and more prevalent in terms of OSHA regulations. And it's something we wanted to profile because we know it impacts so many of you who are working in this industry, working around concrete with drilling, with scraping and and things like that. And we want you to know the latest and the greatest that's out there to keep you safe and to keep you healthy. So today I have the opportunity to speak with Rob Taylor, who is a national training or the national training manager for Stanley Black & Decker University. And he has a wealth of information all about silica dust, dust compliance, and what DeWalt has done to make it safe on the job site to protect you from health risks involving this silica dust. We'll have that coming up for you here in just a moment. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. You bet. I am excited to speak with you. My contact over at DNB Supply that suggested I talk to you, she gave me some interesting information on you. One, she said that uh, you're a hoarder of vice grips. Is that true? Yeah, I uh, I might have a little bit of a problem when it comes to antique tools. Vice grips is, uh, I guess uh, guess you'd say it's uh, the vice that I've got. (laughs) Yeah, I've been been collecting a lot of uh, antique tools for uh, the last 16 years I've been with the company, so it's it's one of my loves, vice grips by itself. Well, very interesting. It's the first time I've ever heard of that, but uh, it sounds like it would be probably a pretty interesting collection to look at. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. 1924 to today. Oh, wow. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about dust compliance and, and something that I'm learning a lot about as we get to do this interview. I wonder if we might start off by just having you, if you could, just kind of introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us uh, who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. Sure, Matt. Yeah, my name is Rob Taylor. I've been with uh, Stanley Black & Decker for going on 16 years. Uh, I have um, responsibilities as, as the national training manager on our commercial and industrial side of our business for all of North America. So we do everything from digital learning online for our internal folks, along with folks like DMB and, and some of our distributor partners, and then also um, classes uh, that we have folks come actually in both on customer side and internally. So pretty pretty awesome job. Enjoy it thoroughly. And then DeWalt is one of your brands as well, right? Yeah. So within the Stanley Black & Decker family, uh, DeWalt is, uh, is the one that we focus on, obviously, the most within our commercial and industrial trades. And But with that also, we have our Lennox and our Irwin side of our business, along with Craftsman and Bostitch, Black & Decker, Stanley Hand Tools, and the list goes on, but we, we really train on everything under our, what we call global tools and storage, mm-hmm. part of our business as a Stanley Black & Decker. Well, how do you become the person that gets to teach everybody else how to use or, or how to talk about these great tools? That's kind of an interesting story. Uh, you know, kind of long and short is I uh, came from a woodworking background, went to vocational high school uh, for four years for cabinet making. Not something that I really wanted to do, but my parents really pushed me towards it. Mm-hmm. Didn't really enjoy it for about two years. 
but I got into it. And uh, funny enough, my, my first woodworking competition that I went into in the state of New Jersey, uh, I got second place and the first power tool I ever got was a, a DeWalt product. Yeah, and at the same time, I, you know, I was, uh, I was coming down to Maryland, uh, where I'm out of now and uh, at our global headquarters here in Towson, Maryland. My grandparents used to live here and uh, used to look at the Black & Decker buildings kind of in awe and kind of like, what, what goes on behind those Black & Decker walls? Mm-hmm. And never really correlated that DeWalt was part of that. And um, I was recruited back in the early 2000s and started working for the company as a sales guy and then got into training. And absolutely love it. Love, love developing our, our distributor partners, uh, love working with our own folks, figuring out solutions for them. So you get to train people who are going to be using the products, but then also people that will be selling them. Yeah, that's right, Matt. So like the great part is, is that we have the opportunity to train people on proper usage uh, of products, you know, based on some guidelines uh, that we have within our owner's manuals. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like there's um, the Power Tool Institute. We utilize a lot of their information on proper usage, but we work with some of the local municipalities within OSHA, some of the, the folks that are out there on the sites, along with our end users. And then really we make a lot of mini knees and a mini um, product experts in our own sales folks. Okay. So they're going out on the job, figuring out solutions and working with our end users in the field. Very cool. Well, I mean, I'm asking a lot of things that are probably very everyday to you, but we always kind of look at for example, I've got a, a bunch of DeWalt tools, especially the the cordless tools, which I absolutely love. And I sit there and I go, how in the world did they come up with this? How do they develop a cordless tool that works so powerfully and lasts so long? But obviously, you're getting out there in the field and you're seeing what's needed and then finding solutions for that. Yeah, and, and that that's true, Matt. Like the cool part is, is it's a really, you know, it's an extensive research pro, you know process that we go through uh-huh. and we do it globally. So we have plants all around the globe. Um, and here in the United States, and also offices. And we have some offices that are specialized in rotary hammer drills in Germany. They spend mm-hmm. a lot of time in Europe around research and development, and they go through our milestone process that we that pretty much every company, when you develop a product, goes through some type of milestone process. Mm-hmm. Um, ours are a little bit more extensive. We do a lot of internal testing. Um, and then as the product gets closer and closer to launch, we spend a lot of time in the field with either prototypes or models, looking at the feasibility in, in, in some cases for certain markets of that product, it's pretty extensive, especially over a, you know, a two to four, in some cases, five-year process to develop a product. Really interesting. I know I'm getting sidetracked talking all about what you do, but it's fascinating what you do. Today, we're here to talk about the OSHA dust compliance guidelines and how this has all come about and, and what it all means. I have to take a quick break, but when we come back, let's jump into that. Does that sound okay, Rob? Yeah, that's great. No matter where work takes you, D&B Supply makes it easy to get the job done with DeWalt FlexVolt Tools. With advanced battery technology, DeWalt FlexVolt Tools gives you the power of freedom to work without cords. For construction, remote job sites, and outdoor projects, the heavy-duty FlexVolt line offers everything from hammer drills to table saws to air compressors and more. So get out there and get to work with DeWalt FlexVolt Power Tools, available at your favorite D&B Supply. It's a pretty super life here at DMB Supply, even for dogs and cats, because we now carry Wildology, the only pet food with Super Life Pro, a live probiotic blended with superfoods. Wildology is filled with the good stuff your pet needs to support a healthy body and immune system, like wholesome proteins, kale, 
chia seeds, and blueberries. Because a healthy pet makes for a happy pet. Unleash your pet's superpower and pick up Wildology cat and dog food at your favorite DNB supply. All right, Rob, well, now that we're back, let's talk about the OSHA dust compliance guidelines. So this is something that I'm kind of just getting introduced to. I didn't know a whole lot about it, but can you kind of explain to our audience what it is? Yeah, so the OSHA silica ruling, we saw a lot of research being done by the Department of Labor, which runs OSHA years and years ago. We saw a lot of things happening over in the European Union around a a class called M-Class products. And um, as we saw this, this kind of initiating, we, we knew that uh, the silica ruling, which was really based around protection of the employees and the worker in the field, we knew that there was going to have to be engineered solutions for it. And when you look at the, the ruling, it, it essentially it looks and in, the intention is to limit the worker's exposure to uh, silica dust, which is that sand-based material that's actually in all concrete and masonry products. Mm-hmm. And that's where OSHA really took this and, and started really, you know, starting to drive it down. And they gave a nice timeline. They gave about a year, roughly. It was about September of 2016. Uh, they gave about a year of getting folks uh, educated, compliant, and up to snuff with product uh, that met the OSHA regulation rules. And um, the, on the construction side, it went into effect in September 2017. It's around the 23rd of 2017 that it went in as law. Okay. And really, the main thing is is to reduce the permissible exposure for an employee when they're out in the field over an eight-hour period. And it really came down to is it's it's it really increased you know increased the workers' production because of the environment that they're working in. But the main thing is the health causes behind it. So what are some of the health causes that silica was having a negative impact on? Yeah, so like very similar to what you saw kind of in asbestos, mm-hmm. very similar to like emphysema. What silica is is silicosis. It's essentially the it, um, silica dust. It's the microfiber or the, the micron uh, bits that are actually your breathing, the stuff that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Under a very small microscope, you could be able to see the things you can't see that you're breathing in is really what, what's essentially attaching itself to the lining of your lungs, which then a couple different things can start happening. Uh, breakdown of the lungs where you're dealing with um, a lot of breathing issues, it attacks your respiratory system, and it can happen very quickly. But one of the things that they were, you know, as OSHA was putting this thing in, is they did a lot, a lot of the health side, uh, health effects for longer term um, after retirement. And um, if, you, if you look at it, it's, it's very similar to the asbestos, you know, rulings that have been put in place where you're not going to eliminate concrete um, like they've tried to do and, and they have done with asbestos, mm-hmm. but they want to make sure that they're limiting any exposure if zero at all. And really, it's the, it really is the big health. It's, it's kind of the new, it's the, I would say it's the new age of, uh, of asbestos. Okay. Now, are the people getting exposed to this, are they, I guess, is it isolated to people who are working in the construction industry and working around drilling and concrete and things like that? Or are there, are there other people that are susceptible to this exposure? So the, the interesting part of this ruling is, is that as a, as a general contractor that has subs working for them on a large or small job site, down to the, uh, to the subcontractors that are working on jobs, they have to have a silica plan, not just for their own employees doing work, but also the surrounding trades. Mm-hmm. So as they're writing out, they're actually writing out 
a safety a safety plan or a silica safety plan for per job. So it's not just a mission statement per se. Mm-hmm. It's actually a an actual plan of exposure for anyone else in those areas for whether they're grinding or they're drilling. And those are the two components that are that are the the biggest exposures today. Very interesting. Now, are are these just folks who are working in closed air type environments or also open air environments that can suffer the consequences or some of the effects of this? Yeah, so that's like the, that's like the number one question that that we get as a company and that you know some of our counterparts at OSHA um, on the training side get too is you know it, everybody kind of thinks it's the enclosed areas uh, or inside of a building. It's actually for both. Uh, so when you're driving down the highway and and you see somebody using a concrete cutoff saw, gas, mm-hmm. or electric, they're actually supposed to have an engineered shroud made by a manufacturer such as Stanley Black & Decker. They should be utilizing that or water. So there are two ways you could be able to do it, both for dry cutting with a dust evacuation system um, or dust vac uh, that's HEPA certified, and or you could be able to use a water system also. So whether it's road and bridge to inside of a building you need to have things in place that are engineered solutions for it. Well, let's do this. I want to take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about some of those things that are engineered to mitigate this risk. Okay. You got it. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At D&B Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. For work, play, or a little bit of both this winter, stop by D&B Supply for Wrangler gear. From flannel line jeans to stylish shirts and jackets, fit for the field or a night out, Wrangler has you covered. Established in 1947 with the spirit of courageous individuality, Wrangler apparel is designed to last and look good to boot. With new styles and great fits, it's clothing that wears well no matter what the season or what life throws at it. So stop by your favorite D&B and get covered this winter in Wrangler gear. All right, Rob, so you talked about uh, the evacuation systems. You talked about the use of water. Can you tell us what, when you say an evacuation system for the silica dust, what does that what does that look like? Can you put it kind of in layman's terms for us? Yeah, so a lot of people refer to it as you have to have a vacuum system. And that can mean a lot of different things, right? There's multiple different brands, whether they're household products or shop type of vacuums that people would purchase that have two-inch hoses those aren't actually compliant within the OSHA guidelines. They actually, within their dust management plans and as a company, we actually make products that are 99.997% of what goes in stays in. Okay. Um, and that's what OSHA is asking for is it has to be a HEPA filtered based system and fully sealed. And it has to go through third, we actually do third party testing on our products outside of our own facilities. So it's not like just going into a shop and, and purchasing um, a standard shop-style vacuum. These are systems that are made specifically for my, uh, small micron dust. So whether it's even wood or even for silica-based products like concrete, mm-hmm. that's what you have to utilize for your dry drilling or dry cutting. Now, I was looking at your website and looking at some of these products, and these are Am I saying this right? Are they vacuum attachments that that actually attach to the tool that you're using that's causing the dust? 
Yeah, so we have all different types of attachments. And one of the, the, the two focal points that OSHA has within their ruling is around drilling and also surface grinding or, surf, or, or cutting concrete with a diamond blade per se. Mm-hmm. And the grinding side, we'll kind of, I'll kind of walk you through, is essentially you have to have 25 CFM or cubic feet per minute of suction per inch of the blade. So again, if you're if you're using a four inch wheel or a five inch wheel, you would have to have either 100 to 125 CFM of pressure va- of vacuum to be able to do that. And then on the drilling side, you have to have a HEPA certified vacuum or an attachment system that has the ability to be able to do that. And these are our dust systems. We make two different models: a, an eight gallon and a ten gallon that are plug-in units uh, that meet that OSHA requirement out of the box. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting into all the attachments. We really, um, as a company, we we always want to have a sustainability plan. And what I mean by that is the ability for us to be able to go to our users that have purchased product from us years ago to new DeWalt customers. And we want to have a solution for them. They've made an existing investment in us. So we have different attachments that can go on to older rotary hammer drills, uh, product that, that's four to you know even five or ten years old. We mm-hmm. have attachments for drilling, and the same thing for grinders that we have too. So we have a variety of different shrouds and different attachments for drilling. And so the use of these systems, do they eliminate the need for people to be wearing like particle filtering masks? So if you talk with OSHA directly, they would tell you that under Table One compliancy, which Table One compliancy is. A HEPA, uh, utilizing a HEPA vacuum system or that, that has the ability to auto clean itself, uh, has auto filter cleaning is another aspect that our vacuums um, have and that OSHA requires. They have the ability to say, yes, you don't have to wear that. As a company, we have always recommended that people make sure that you always utilizing the proper PPE. So obviously safety glasses is a huge thing, hearing protection. And we also, if you look at a lot of our advertising that we do as a company, we are always utilizing dust masks within it. So we're always very cautious in saying, you know, no, you don't have to use it. OSHA does say as long as you're within the table one compliancy which is the, the end-all, do-all way of doing it, mm-hmm. they want to make sure that you are using that. So that, that's where you're going you're gonna to see some differentiating. You know, as a company, we always want to make sure that the health of any of our users is, is properly used. But mm-hmm. also the different companies that utilize our product will have different silica plans also. So some of them will, some of them will not. Okay. But we always recommend that they do use dust masks. And does that go for everybody on the job site, even people who are not cutting the concrete, but they're just in the general vicinity? So if you have a table one compliant product, typically it's the user. So scenarios will, will play out differently for every job, just based on the trade and also the application. So we've run into a lot of scenarios here in the Baltimore and Washington, D.C. area where there may be a lot of surface grinding and the surface grinder may be going over an edge where the shroud can't capture all 99% okay. of the dust. That's where you would see that company put some some plans in place one of our users will, will put something in place where dust masks do need to be used by both other trades around on that job mm-hmm. and the person utilizing that product. Okay. So there's different scenarios, but yeah. again, like I said, we always recommend it. We always, we always advertise and it's something that we do here at our university. And as we do demonstrations around the country, we always make sure dust masks are being used. Well, let's take another quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you about the do-it-yourself or at home and what they should be doing to protect themselves too, okay? 
Awesome. Know what boots work as hard as you do? Georgia Boots, and you'll find a great selection at D&B Supply. If you're on your feet all day, Georgia Boots knows the feeling. That's why they've designed exclusive comfort systems that cushion and support down to the bottom of your soles. While on the surface, they shield you from tough conditions with one of the most durable leathers out there. See why they earned the nickname of America's Hardest Working Boots? And pick up a pair of Georgia Boots at your favorite D&B Supply. The chicken or the egg? D&B knows what comes first. It's Neutrina NatureWise Layer Chicken Feed, which leads to both a healthier chicken and fresh, hard-shelled eggs. With over 90 years of experience raising healthy poultry, Neutrina NatureWise gives your hens wholesome, natural nutrition they can sink their beaks into. Free-range and home-raised flocks gobble this expertly designed and formulated layer feed in pellets and crumbles. So flock to your favorite D&B supply to pick up a bag of Neutrina NatureWise Layer Chicken Feed for balanced nutrition. Well, Rob, really interesting stuff and, and things that I've never even would have considered. But let me ask you about this. If there's somebody at home who's going to be doing a project themselves and they're going to be cutting concrete and they're going to be essentially, on a smaller term, doing the same type of work, what should they be doing and should they be concerned about the silica dust? Yeah, so for, for any home user you know, that, that's out there or even general contractor or, or a contractor working in somebody's home, they should always be, number one, utilizing the right, you know, the right protections within dust masks and, P, and the proper PPE. When you start getting into company-owned, you know, um, smaller residential, they actually do have to abide by some of these OSHA things. As, an, as individuals, a homeowner, you know, we're always going to recommend that they're using dry cutting or, or wet cutting uh, purposes for brick or for any type of masonry cutting. Mm-hmm. Now, I would guess that there's probably not too many OSHA inspectors walking down, you know, a neighborhood <laughs> here right. in the Baltimore area. But you, I'm sure there's probably some liability things that, are, that come in place if you're outside and you're cutting concrete and you're exposing um, other folks to that dust. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen, and, and if you look at some of the reports on OSHA's websites, we haven't seen any violations of, of residents. It's really more the commercial construction and the industrial trades mm-hmm. that are getting the more focal point on it. Right. Well, what I'm just asking about is the do-it-yourselfer. I mean, now that this this realization has happened about the health impacts from the silica dust, should people who are doing these smaller jobs at their home that maybe they do once a year, once every two or three years or something like yeah. that, should they be concerned about this as well? I think you look at it the same way as if you were utilizing fiberglass um, or putting insulation in yourself, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be, use, you should be utilizing a, a dust mask. Okay. You know, it, it's definitely from a health concern. It'd be something that they should be using a vacuum system that is heavy filtrated, if not a, a table one compliant vacuum. I think that's the road that we would we would always take as a company. We would always mm-hmm. recommend that. Okay. But from a health concern for an individual, they definitely should be using those the, the correct protections, um, especially with this new ruling over the last two years. Got it. Okay. Now, as I was perusing your website and kind of trying to learn more about this, I saw something on there that was interesting to me, and it said table one or nothing. That's a direct quote from what I read on your website. What is that referring to, and, and what does that mean? Yeah, so there are two parts of the compliancy that was put out there. There's being table one compliant, which means you know we're applying uh, applying to all uh, all types of applications in table one, and we're ex- we must be able to extract 99% um, filter efficiency. 
And then it goes through some of the things I mentioned before of making sure that you have 25 CFM per inch of the cutting diameter. And you're also your, your dust system or your extractor, your dust extractor in the vacuum system has to have the ability to be able to clean the filters. It's an auto cleaning or a filter cleaning mechanism that's inside. And as a company, our stance is as we put a product out, we want to be table one compliant every single time we produce a product. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because the other side is what we call, what OSHA calls objective data. And objective data can be, number one, very expensive for a mid-sized to small, even a large company, where you have to go through performance evaluations. Your employee has to go through medical testing on an annual basis. They also have to go through scheduled air monitoring systems where you have to have a general hygienist come out to a job site and actually do air quality testing. Mm-hmm. And this is around just drilling and and also in grinding. So as a company, we want to make sure that we've got the best protections within our tools, but at the same time, we want to make sure that it's performing at its best because at the end of the day, time is money. So as a company, you know, we want to make sure that what we produce as a company has table one compliancy instead of having somebody have to go out doing air quality testing and monitoring, having to have their employees go through all of that testing. So that's something extra that you can do on your end to make it easier for your end users on their end. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really simple. I, the question that we've kind of thrown out to our both our, our end users and, and to our partners has always been, Tell us who in in your company is going to keep all those records and manage all of those things within the objective data side of it, because there's another expense of making sure that you're filing all these healthcare, all the health records, all of the air monitoring things, having to audit all that to make sure that all these things are proper. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do any of of those things if you're table one compliant. So we want to make the easiest, simplest decision for our end user. Okay. One more break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, the performance of equipment while they've been kind of retrofitted for this. And uh, we'll wrap it up. All right, Rob? You got it. Feeding your pets lifelong health starts with science, and that's exactly what's behind Hills Science Diet. Made by vets, scientists, and nutritionists, Hills Science Diet offers biology-based nutrition for all pets with formulas for every age, size, and special requirement or need, like joint health and weight loss that create differences you can see, feel, and trust. No wonder it's the number one veterinarian-recommended pet food. So pick up Hills Science Diet at B&B Supply today. Know when they say good fences make good neighbors? When you've got Bayland Country gates and panels to really fence your livestock in. Also, when you let your neighbor in on the great deals you can find on Bayland Country at DNB. Made from steel and designed for stamina, Bayland Country gates and panels are tested to match up to robust ranch life. So instead of mending all those fences, round up a whole new one with Bayland Country at DNB Supply. All right, Rob. Well, now that we're back and we're, we're talking about all of these these things that need to be done to be in compliance and to be safe and to make it easy on the end user, do the mechanisms used to deal with the silica dust, does that impact the effectiveness of the tools as they're being used? It actually makes them perform even better. And the reason why we say that is when we start eliminating dust from getting inside of filter, inside of the motor, inside of mechanisms inside of gears, mm-hmm. you're going to have a, a longer lasting tool. So you're going to, you're going to have a better life within that tool. 
and you're going to see that across grinders or in drilling applications. You're going to you're going to see that being utilized constantly, um, and and that's where we just see a longer life within them. Yeah, that makes sense. And with having to comply with these regulations, does that impact productivity on job sites? You know, I think in the beginning, a lot of there's a lot of uh, users that were in the field that we're feeling, hey, I have to have a vacuum next to me. I have to, I'm going to have to have this hose coming down to my product or my grinder every single time. And as, as we've gotten further into this, and, and, as we, and the beauty is we've had a lot of these products anywhere between three to four years before the compliance really came in from OSHA back in 2017. One of the things that we've seen is we've actually seen productivity go up because you're not dealing with as much cleanup. You think about the amount of cleanup that has to be done on a job, the amount of dust and the, and the concrete slurry if it rains or snows on a job site, mm-hmm. we're minimizing all that, that, all that cleanup time. So when you, when you look at it you know, from, a, from a management perspective, your folks are going to be a lot more productive in the sense that they're not constantly having to clean up behind themselves because they have a filtration system uh, within a vacuum or some of our self-contained dust collection system that we have in our cordless platform, we're eliminating, you know, that, that massive amount of cleanup after the fact. And uh, you brought up the cordless platform. So uh, are these all cordless or are there some that are corded and, and when should you choose yeah. corded versus cordless? Yes. Yeah, so we have multiple different cordless platforms with in both our Flexvolt line and also within our 20 volt line. And we have uh, two corded vacuums that we manufacture too, that we've been manufacturing now for about about six, seven years now uh, in our uh, 10 gallon and eight gallon units mm-hmm. that are tool actuated, which is a which is kind of cool. The ability to be able to plug the tool into the vacuum and every time you turn that, that tool on, the vacuum is gonna turn on automatically. And then when you turn that tool off or let go of the trigger, the, the vacuum then will stay on for 15 seconds and then stop after that. So that's really changed significantly, you know, the productivity aspect of having to go back and forth and clear, you know, turn off your back. Mm-hmm. But then we have our cordless one, which also is table one compliant. And um, that was, is, uh, runs on our 60-volt flexible uh, product. And the beauty about that is now we can be fully cordless. We can go into remote areas and be able to do these jobs. We can be far away from, you know, from electricity and have the ability to do a cordless. And that's our, that's our two-and-a-half-gallon unit. Which is a which is really a really big change for us. We introduced that this year at World of Concrete down in Las Vegas. That was a, that was a big deal for us. And then on our what we call self-contained dust collection systems is on our 20 volt platform, where you actually have a miniature vacuum system with a HEPA filter attached to it that goes right onto the rotary hammer drill, and it utilizes the 20 volt battery to run both the tool and also the vacuum at the same exact time. Oh, wow. And those actually now, they meet Table 1 compliancy also. So they actually have a filter cleaning system on this filter box that allow us to be able to be able to do all of our drilling all the way up to three-quarters of an inch uh, in diameter and be able to collect that dust as we're drilling right on there with no hoses, no extra equipment. You could be up on a lift or a ladder, and the ability to be able to drill that hole without having to have another piece of equipment with you is is huge. We have that in multiple different arrangements, multiple different handle styles based on customer preferences. Really cool. And as I've been listening to you talk about this going through, uh, it's become apparent to me that you were putting all these things uh, into place before they were actually required by OSHA. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're a global company. 
Uh, we serve well over 150 countries globally. And because of that, it really, we, we, we see some regulatory things happening across the pond in Europe and throughout the UK mm-hmm. and parts of Eastern uh, Europe, Europe, where there's some more regulatory things that happen in vibration and um, they have regulatory things around that. So as we saw these things kind of happening and we, we saw some of the, lo- the larger metropolitan areas here in the U.S. getting some testing and compliancy things being done around OSHA, we knew that the writing was on the wall. We knew that OSHA was, was really going to put some regulatory things in place. So we, we had vacuums prepared. We had um, systems that had backwards compatibility for attachments. As we were building rotary hammer drills, we had electronics or setups within those tools to accept some of those uh, miniature vacuum systems or the, the attachments to be able to go onto them. Mm-hmm. So we're always, again, we're always evolving as a company, but we always have to look back you know, and make sure that we're providing solutions for our customers that have made an investment in us. So it's it's uh, it's an important thing for us that we're, we have that sustainability within our product line. Well, that's great. This has been uh, fascinating to hear about and fascinating to hear about how Black & Decker and, and Stanley has handled this coming forward and just kind of getting out ahead of it. If people want more information, Rob, where should they go to find that? Yeah, so they can go right on to DeWalt.com. We have a uh, micro page that's right on there around Perform and Protect. That's um, our lineup that talks about tools that have protections that are in there, but also have all of the performance that our customers need. So they can go right on there. We'll have all of our different um, dust attachments and vacuum systems along with other protections that that we offer within our tools like different controls whether it's uh, e-clutches or brake systems, um, along with anti-vibration and rotary hammer drills. I'll have all that information on DeWalt.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us today and, and helping us to stay safe out there. Thank you, Matt, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald. <laughs>